right. Well, welcome. This is our first um, Extraordinary Zone Live, so we are so glad that you will join us. We're actually not sure what's going to happen, but for those of you who are here, um, my name is Kenishier, and um, we have this podcast called Opting Out. And when we get a chance, we love to interview what we call extraordinary people who have uh, trail blazed their trails and have just done the extraordinary against all the odds, against everything that came against them, and just you know, hear their stories to encourage us to also do the same. I believe we are all meant to be extraordinary. We're all meant to get out of that rut, opt out, opt out, <laughs> and, um, and you know, do what we are, are called to do. We really all do have purpose. It's actually going to be a big part of what we talk about today is purpose. Every single person has a purpose, and when we're not living our purpose, it actually makes us sick, just slowly and, and kind of unexpectedly until it's huge. And so we want to, you know, talk about Denny. Katona, who is joining us today, did I say your last name? You right? did, you did. You're one of like ten people in the United States that says it right the first time. Woo-hoo. That is a good sign for tonight. So um, he is joining us today as our guest on the Extraordinary Zone, and um, we are so glad to have you with us today. Denny is Thank awesome. You for us. He has a nonprofit called OP Veteran that connects um, veterans with veterans and also just gets people in the community together. To kind of help find purpose and to um, build um, community with uh, purpose and all of that good stuff. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> we never know what's going to happen. That's how we roll. Hey, okay. Why not? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so um, I'm going to ask Denny to kind of let us know about him, his history, and where he wants to, to share with us. So. If you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself and your foundational start and all that good stuff. Sure. So, I mean, I guess take it back to, um, you know, the United States Army veteran. I served a um, total of 19 years, seven years part-time, and then 12 years active um, in the Army. And then, uh, you know, served two, two tours in Iraq. Um, and then in 2000, you know, had, you know, some... Issues with my, with my knees, and then finally, like in 2011, my knee said, "Okay, you're done." Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up getting out in 2012 on a medical discharge. Um, so, you know, about a year before I got out, um, I ended up, you know, I'm, I'm a motorcycle enthusiast. So, and while I was over there, about a year before I got out, I ended up joining a a veteran a veteran motorcycle club. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a good time over there. I mean, we had a, you know, small group of guys. I mean, we, you know, rode a lot and, you know, tried to do some good, you know, just community service, cleaning up the USS Missouri and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, got out. Um, I was fortunate. I was able to actually secure employment uh, before I was officially out, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I came to Texas and I had a ready-made group of guys uh, within the chapter that kind of, you know, e- eased my my emotional transition mm-hmm. a bit. I mean, I had a built-in support system, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, that, was, you know, I was working and everything like that. And, um, you know, there was some rockiness with that organization. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but... Um, it was, you know, basically it, it lost a, a foothold uh, with, within the Central Texas area. And, 
you know, I had, I had been diagnosed with PTSD PTSD before I got out of the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, filed my claim, had issues with that. Ended up going back to the VA, like in, like I said, in about 2014, um, and then uh, the VA ended up diagnosing me again, um, and I ended up uh, you know getting the the pharmaceutical cocktail and talking to uh, someone I knew. Um, you know, they, their advice to me was seek treatment elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, just because of the dangers of the of those uh, uh, of those pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. So I ended up uh, getting help through the Corporal Chattel Luxlogger Foundation, and they what they do is they fund definitive PTSD treatment, um, you, know, you know, utilizing non pharmaceutical means. So I ended up getting help, and you know, I noticed you know the the nightmares stop. I was less, less angry and all that type of stuff. I mean, I still had, had my issues, right? Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, still had anxiety. I still mm-hmm. had bouts of depression mm-hmm. um, and everything like that. And, you know, so circa 2015, um, that club that I was in was really, really started to lose ground in Central mm-hmm. Texas. Dude, not necessarily did anything, uh, that we were doing here, just, mm. you know, it's, you know, mitigating factors from mm. other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I was, I, I'm the type of person I don't like to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and our inability to complete our mission, mm-hmm. um, it, it really, really weighed me down. Because mm-hmm. I fit, even though, <laughs> Things, you know, factors beyond completely beyond my control. I felt like it was my failure, mm-hmm. right? And I felt like if I couldn't complete the mission of veterans helping veterans, you know, what good am I? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the, you know, we also had, you know, I also had the, the issue with, um, you know, my wife and I had uh, had a lot of difficulty uh, having children. You know, for six years, we're talking miscarriage after miscarriage after lack of sticking after lack of sticking mm-hmm. um, after miscarriage. And I was to the point where I felt if I couldn't father her child, mm-hmm. she deserved to be a mother. Um, she'd be better off to find someone that could father a child. Mm-hmm. So that that perceived burdens, burden mm-hmm. on her, as long as that sense of thwarted belonging and purpose, mm-hmm. those were, two, you know, I mean, there were some other, you know, other things going on with the job and, mm-hmm. you know, my family up north and just all these different things weighing me down. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up having to go up north. Um, had to plan a trip to go up north uh, to uh, help my brother get my mother's house ready to go on the market mm-hmm. and you know i uh, a, a guy that i was a buddy of mine that i was stationed with in hawaii he ended up getting out and moving up up north up to pennsylvania where i'm from or mm-hmm. within a couple hours mm-hmm. and he had done work on my bikes other bikes previously so i ended up shipping parts to him he's gonna put you know put ape hangers and new grips and stuff on the bike and then as I get closer to the trip and all these these things are weighing me down, mm-hmm. um, 
I got you know, I got caught in that, that negative you know negative you know feedback loop, and mm-hmm. I decided it was going to be a one-way trip. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote up, did the stuff with you know getting up my brother, and then uh, went to my buddy's house. You know, got got the new handle, you know, 17-inch ape hangers with metal grips and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I mean, my, you know, I have a big, you know, big Harley Davidson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided I didn't want to do it because I was staying with my brother. I didn't want to do it in my brother's house. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I decided that on my way back, I was going to ride as far as I could, mm-hmm. stop, and then that night uh, I was going to do it. So. I rode, you know, I don't know, six, you know, five, six hundred miles that day, and when you have metal on metal upon skin on a big V-twin motorcycle, mm-hmm. there's vibration, and that vibration goes into your hands. And so when I stopped for the night, I, I, I ended up having temporary neuropathy in my hands. I, I you know, I, my hands were completely numb. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to the point where when I, you know, went to the hotel room and was checking in, I literally had to grip it like a fat old crayon or something <laughs> and, you know, try to, you know, do what you sign it that way. Mm-hmm. But I went up to the room, had my pistol out, mm-hmm. I was holding it in my hands. I could barely hold it, let alone grip it tight enough mm-hmm. to, you know, manipulate it and put mm-hmm. my thumbs uh, in the trigger well and squeeze, squeeze the trigger. So I, I just I set it down. Mm-hmm. You know, I was upset for a while. Then I ended up making it home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was August. Then, so the two biggest factors were again my in- inability to father a child mm-hmm. and my inability to uh, help my fellow veterans. Mm-hmm. And so when. I, uh, you know, I started doing some stuff. I helped an organization do a poker run, uh, you know, and that that felt good, mm-hmm. right? And then that was in November of 2015. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until after that that I told my wife mm-hmm. what was going through my head mm-hmm. a few months prior. And I saw, even though I, I was, I was somewhat better. Mm-hmm. You know, in that you know, at that time frame, I saw the pain I was feeling transfer to her, and mm-hmm. I didn't hadn't even done anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, that m- next month in December, she got pregnant. She let me know mm-hmm. she was pregnant. Um, that following spring is when I started planning the first spring kickoff. Mm-hmm. That was that purpose, that 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 ability to actually help veterans. Mm-hmm. So, all the things that were weighing me down so badly, mm-hmm. um, you know, issues with my job got resolved and all that type of stuff, and you know, all that all that stuff that was weighing me down so badly, mm-hmm. um, it they resolved, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's you know, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, and a lot of people say it. You know, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, and mm-hmm. that's what it would have been because the problems that I were, was having temporary. were temporary, and they ended up resolving. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, by by doing the spring kickoff and actually, you know, 
making a true impact to help an organization. I mean, we ended up raising enough funds to provide uh, 77 contact, contact hours of treatment, uh, of PTSD treatment. I mean, that, that, that really sparked a fire within me, right? It, it gave me that, that sense of mission and that sense of purpose. And then, you know, after that is when I started networking more uh, within the veteran community and started meeting a lot of different folks and that I had never heard of their organizations or anything like that. And that's when I saw the need for the first Vet Fest. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, planned all that, you know, planned all that. And then, you know, everybody thought it was a great idea. But one of the, the questions I heard over and over and over, hey, this is... A great idea, but who are you with? Well, I'm just kind of a dude doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. um, well, you know, the the first event was successful. You know, first vet fest was successful. I said, okay, well, I want to keep doing this. Right. Uh, so that's when I formed OP Veteran, right. um, and then just you know, over over you know over time, you know, the the mission of realizing that being involved. Uh, and being engaged within the veteran community and helping your brothers and sisters find find the resources that they need, as well as being involved and working to better the veteran community, that's that purpose, that mission mm. that, I, that was that I was missing for so long. Mm. Um, and it's I mean it, it's been a godsend to me. Um, so I mean that's that's what the organization is essentially about. Is yes, we want to help you c connect you with services, but um, you know we also want to get you involved. You know, get you know you you get the help that you need, pay it forward, give back, whether with you know your your time and your passion to help you know you know we're, we all you know I, I don't really I can't really say I didn't, you know know a veteran and say well you know I I got my help screw everybody else mm -hmm. you know we're we're just not like that mm -hmm. um, so but have have that 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 mission and that purpose mm -hmm. and slowly. Figure out who you are, right? right? I mean, that's, right. you know, the, one of the things is, you know, you spend three years, four years, 10 years, 20 years in, in the military, mm -hmm. you're that person for so long mm -hmm. when, you know, you have the, this this mentality ingrained in you, this is who I am, mm -hmm. I'm going to suck it up and drive on, mission right. first, mission always, all right. that type of thing, um, and then you grind to a sudden halt and you're, you're you know, you're like you're out on your own. You don't have that mission anymore, mm -hmm. and now you're stuck with yourself, and all, all, all the negative shit that you've gone yeah. through mm -hmm. um, over you know the past you know however many years, mm -hmm. it starts coming to the forefront, mm -hmm. and that's when you kind of get stuck in that negative you know that negative spiral, and we isolate ourselves. We don't want to ask for help, mm -hmm. and that's when bad things happen. Mm. So. Um, I mean, we just, you know, when it, it, we just had that suicide yesterday mm -hmm. uh, at the Austin VA, and it's, you know, I mean, you know, what, you know, watching social media and, you know, some of the comments, it's like, well, you know, the VA, you, the VA has a finite budget, they have mm -hmm. a finite staff, mm -hmm. and they they can only do their part so mm -hmm. much. Right, mm -hmm. um, and I I truly believe that, you know, we need to come together as a veteran community, um, not just, you know, 
hey, the VA has to ha handle everything, or mm -hmm. you know, um, OP veteran has to handle everything, mm -hmm. or th this organization right. has to handle everything. We all have individual missions. Right. We all have you know finite budgets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we need to work together and, and collaborate um, in order to really help veterans holistically. Right. Um, and I, I think that's where you know we we always tend to you know. You know, as, as much as you know, we we complain about the VA. That's where we always go. Right. 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 That's where we right. always go, right. and you know, we we don't engage these organizations that provide counseling services or peer-to-peer -peer support services or just engagement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we we go to the VA and then we complain, and then you know, and it's it it's really you know when that, I mean it's. You know, it's a tragedy when anybody kills themselves. Um, but when a veteran is to the point to where they go into the VA and in front of their fellow veterans, they do that. You know, I, I mean, I, you know, another, you know, way of explaining uh, suicide is it's not an end to the pain; it's a transference. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the pain that that veteran was feeling transferred to his friends, his family, and all those people that witnessed. And even you and whoever yeah. heard about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean it's, I, I didn't know him. I, I don't even know his name yet. Mm -hmm. um, all I know is, you know. You could feel that ripple effect. Yeah, I know, it, it's, you know. a, it's a ripple effect. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, the disappointment of, you know, I, I mean, we just had a great event over this last weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, wow, we're, we're making an impact, right? right. And then... You know, three days later, somebody 20 minutes down the road, mm. right? Um, and it's like, damn, if I would have, if I would have done something, uh, you know, something a little bit more to, to to reach out to, you know, get the word out about what we do and, mm -hmm. and everything like that, we could have saved one, mm -hmm. you know. But you know, a friend of mine, um, Jim Cochran, he. He runs a, uh, another veteran nonprofit, Code Six. They, mm -hmm. they do a lot of peer support stuff. Um, you know, he says to me that you know suicide is, you know, one one last practice of control. Mm -hmm. And and I add and I add to that statement, it's one last practice of control by a person that is in a world where they feel like they have no control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's that's powerful. It's it's I mean it, it's 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 a tragedy, but it's you know it's whatever you know I, I hear about a veteran do, I, you know ending ending their life. I mean I I <laughs> I feel it right because right? right. it 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 causes me to reflect upon when I was there. That's what I was thinking. I feel right. like we will forever be connected to that because because you have been, it's almost like this vulnerable place you were in and it connects you to anybody else who finds themselves in that place as well. And I think that's what, you know, really fuels a lot of what you do in this community. And, you know, what I love that I'm hearing is that you have your um, your nonprofit, but I, I hear that you want to, like what you called it, like the cross Intersecting fields of fire. Yes, yeah. you know, that you have your thing, but you don't want to be in a bubble. Like, I want to connect with as many organizations as I can so that you spread that net so that yeah. there is that community. And I'm loving that you're saying, you know, because everybody does go to the VA. 
right? That's where, I mean, nobody else knows where to go. That's where they're going to go. And although the VA is limited, right, the people that are in that community aren't as limited. So even if it's just manpower, yeah. even if it's just showing up, you know, getting these communities to essentially kind of surround the VA and say, let's create that, what did you say again, cross? Intersecting. Intersecting part, yes. To, so that, you know, people don't feel like the VA is the only option that they have. But maybe they go to the VA and say, here, here are all the options that you actually have. Yeah. Right. This is kind of our hub, and from there maybe we can connect. And so I just there's hope in that, and I and I love that because there's still people that are trying to reach out and saying, you know what, this is so sad um, that someone just felt like they had no other recourse left, and and that the self talk in their mind and whatever's going on got so heavy on them. Um, but the 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 blessing in that is that what about the others that are that haven't gotten there yet yeah right and and how can everyone band together i mean this is unfortunate but how can we make sure that this is not a waste you know that 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 we can learn and and try to reach out and say okay like you've been doing that i mean it's been powerful your posts on facebook where you're saying you know like you said the the you know don't use a permanent solution temporary problem or reach out you know someone's right around the corner and i think that just touches the nail on the head is one that you purpose yeah. Right. Like everybody, we're built for purpose. We were built. We were born in this world with purpose. I believe every single person is very important. Yeah. They are, and they need to know that they're important. And there are so many things out there that want to steal that. Yeah. To steal that truth, and it's so easy for us to get caught in the feedback loop. Is what it is. Yeah. And we almost need something to interrupt that signal. Yeah. We can't do it on our own. And I think that is the attack. Is that when you get stuck in it, it gets harder and harder and harder to reach out. Yeah. And really, that's where it comes to our responsibility on the outside. You know, like, I need to call and check on that person. So those of you who are listening or watching, just this is just my, my code and things that I do. So if somebody comes to your mind, even if it's random, check on that person. Yeah. <laughs> because I have noticed that that can make a huge difference. Yeah, and I mean, I was... Um, so, you know, I, I did the, I guess, my, my response to what happened yesterday. And I had this uh, guy in Pennsylvania re reach out, mm -hmm. um, you know, older Vietnam-era veteran, mm -hmm. you know, 60 some years old. He's um, like, you know, I, I feel myself going to that place. I don't want to, but, you know, I, I need help. I don't want to, I don't want to go to the VA. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I, I you know, I, I refuse to bash the VA. Mm -hmm. But he didn't want to go there. Mm -hmm. But he felt his uh, himself going to that dark place, mm -hmm. going to that ledge. And he's like, I don't know where to go. I'm 67 years old. Only insurance I have is Medicare. Where can I go? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm you know we're in Austin, Texas. Right. <laughs> you know, right. but I mean, and I'm I'm fortunate. You know, Kimmy, our social media manager and secretary, she. I said, hey, can you look up some resources in Harrisburg, right? And she was able to find something, and we got him connected, and oh, so he's going to get the help he needs. And, you know, we had, you know, on that one of those posts, you know, um, about a month ago or a month or so ago, we had our crawfish boil. And, you know, there was a couple there, a guy was a veteran, and you know, I'm just talking to him or whatever, and, Somebody comes up and says, hey, we're out of propane. We need you to run to the store. I'm like, well, I'm kind of busy. Mm. But, he's, and, you know, guy's like, I'll, I'll run to the store for you. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, cool, man. You know, definitely appreciate the help. So we sent him on his way to the store. And, 
But he commented today that, you know, that that day he he was having a really hard day. Mm. And just by doing that little bit of grunt work and mm. but he felt like he had purpose again. Yeah. And you know, because he was contributing to something larger than himself. Right. Right. And also that trust. I was thinking that somebody likes to be, you know, put with some kind of authority, like this sure. person trusts me to go and bring them back this. And yeah. I think sometimes we kinda get caught in this we don't want to ask anybody to bother anybody or but you know, and I someone told me that it makes people feel good to ask them to help you. And I think we forget that. Yeah. Someone said that like I'm so glad you asked me to help you because it makes me feel good. And I'm like, Wow. Like I I did I'm thinking I don't want to bother you. Yeah. But like you're blessed by me even asking you to help me and, and I think we forget about that mutual benefit that happens whenever you ask and someone's willing to help you and vice versa. Yeah. And everything. Such a good, such a powerful point and everything. And um, name that organization, the one that you said that um, that you guys were able to donate to. Um, oh, the the Corporal Chad Olugslager Foundation. Yes. And you said that they helped you as well, right? They and helped. it was like alternative med- medicine. Well, no, no, no. It's not alternative med- medicine. It's they utilize... <sighs> A, a technique called uh, EMDR, mm. and I, I'm going to mess it up about what it stands for, but it's eye movement desensitization and reprogramming. Oh, okay. Something, maybe. I'm sorry, Tonya, if I messed it up. <laughs> uh, the doc. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically, it, it's an exercise that you go through. She's a, you know, she's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. But it's an exercise that you go through that... Um, I don't necessarily know how it works, but um, it, you know, it enables you to process the trauma that's stuck in your, mm-hmm. your frontal lobe, your short-term mm-hmm. memory, mm-hmm. and it helps you process it to your long-term memory. Wow! Right? Okay. Um, and one of the one of the examples I give is uh, one of the things that all that stayed with me was um, my last tour. I was I managed my squadrons local national interpreters and we had this uh, 19 year old Assyrian Christian girl working for us and she went out like on a civil affairs mission and then um, that you know that mission got you know that convoy got got hit got blown up by an IED mm-hmm. I was given the task to identify mm-hmm. the corpse and I mean it was a charred husk mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. the heat the, the smell, the you know, the feeling of the heat on the air, that's you know, everything, right? It it stuck with me. Anytime I smelled burning hair, mm-hmm. it brings that memory. It it you know, I was there again, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I under, underwent that treatment, and I mean, I, and you know, I I'm, like I think I said earlier. I mean, I was you know sleeping better. I was mm-hmm. you know. You know, a little bit more open and communicative, mm-hmm. was less angry, mm-hmm. and everything like that. But it really didn't click with me how the treatment helped. And then I was out with some friends, and you know, we were at a bar, and the bartender was doing a, a setup of flaming Dr. Pepper <laughs> shots, right? And mm-hmm. the bartender had a you know long, magnificent beard, mm-hmm. right? And he, you know, you know, you know, poured a whiskey in his mouth, and he was going, you know. I had a lighter in front of his face and, you know, to light it. Well, 
he, of course, he's going to send his beard a little bit. And I smelled it, right? And I thought of that moment, but I wasn't reliving it. I wasn't mm. there. It wasn't triggering those emotions so readily, yeah, it, it right? Didn't, it it didn't, was a memory it, rather than... It was a memory rather than... Emotions accompanying with it. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's when I truly realized what... Wow. ...that treatment gave back to me. That's amazing. Right? So, um, no, I mean, it's, it's not alternative. I mean, it's... You know, I, mean, I guess what I'm thinking is that you're not having... Like you said, they give you kind of that medicine cabinet. I've heard this before, actually, when James was on here. He was like, they give you the medicine cabinet, and... You know, you kind of, you know, if that might you might react poorly depending on what's going on, and so it's nice to have something else to do as well, or in addition to, or instead of, depending on people's preferences. And it's yeah. just amazing to hear. Yeah, I mean, I, I was advised, um, hey, you might not want to take those, mm -hmm. um, and and so I got help elsewhere, um, and, and that's the thing. I mean, there there's a myriad of different things that. Um, people do to cope with mm -hmm. PTSD, right? Mm -hmm. um, this, word. you know, it's, you know, whether it be healthy coping mechanisms, mm -hmm. whether it be unhealthy coping mechanisms, mm -hmm. self-medicating. Mm -hmm. um, but it's almost like managing instead of healing, yeah, right? Yeah, and this is healing the trauma, mm -hmm. right? And that's, that's the biggest thing, because, I mean, I had a conversation last week. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, well, you know, Somebody was talking about how well they're, they're you know experimenting with uh, you know ecstasy and shrooms and mm -hmm. you know marijuana and, and all that stuff to tr to treat mm -hmm. PTSD. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's it's it, it's putting a bandaid on it. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, you're you're still. It's an escape of could, some sort. It's an, yeah. it's an escape, and I mean, I I got it. You know, you know, and I and I said it earlier, you know. Mental health, it, it's hard work, yes. right? It's yeah. hard work. Not just, so different. There's not, so many different. Not just for the doc, but for the patient as well, yes. right? Yes. So not everybody's necessarily ready to go Those through places. that, go to that step, right? Mm -hmm. But so, you know, they'll do the healthy coping mechanisms or the, mm -hmm. you know, the whatever type of treatment or self medicate. Mm -hmm. They do it to to treat it until they're mm -hmm. that, that ready. But mm -hmm. I mean, one of the big things that I want to stress is. There is a way to heal actually the trauma, heal. right? You don't have to live with it. You don't have to manage it forever. You can actually start the process of yeah. healing. And you know, how much hope is there in that? Because so many, I know my husband and I had this talk recently just about um, other kinds of forms of, of treatments when it comes to addictions and things like that. And a lot of things teach you have to learn how to live with it for the rest of your life. Right. And I think that when you're in a bad place, that can really weigh in on you. Yeah. You know, but if you're healing there, if you talk to people who said, you know what, been there, been where you're at, been even worse than where you're at, and you can heal. It's a process and you have to be, want to do it and be ready for it, yeah. you know, but it is doable. And one of the things that, that we just, we love to talk about with this, is with opting out and all of that, is that everybody has their own path. Yeah. Right? Like you can't walk someone else's, but mm -hmm. you can lock arms. You can connect. It's all yeah. about community. Hearing where some, like when somebody's been down a place where you haven't been yet, then maybe you're afraid to get on there, and that's okay too. We all have our timing. But what's cool thing is, is your path is not going anywhere; it's yours. Yeah. And when you're ready to start traversing it, there are people all over that have been where you've been. Yeah. Like been where you've been, been been ahead of where you're trying to go, and they can they can reach out. That you can reach out. They'll reach out to you, and and accountability. And what I love about what you do, like on, on the other um, nonprofits and better nonprofits in our community, 
is the fact that it's like you are casting a net. You're, you're casting a wide net, even through like VetFest. We got to go to VetFest and it was epic. It's huge. Yeah. You know, and how many people even you've been driving by, and I feel like there are no coincidences, right? When people are reaching out, they want something, even just I actually drove by this place, now I'm connected into this community. Yeah. Or I, I happen to run across it here, they have something coming up, now I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I believe that when we step in that obedience to do what we're called to do for that purpose, mm-hmm. we tend to awaken the purpose in others just by having them show up. Yeah. It's powerful. I'm going to get some. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, one of the things, you know, and I've said it, so... Like I said, I, I got treatment for PTSD. That was prior to my attempt. Right. Right. Um, you know, and again, I, th- I think I, I, I compare PTSD to a fog mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're driving down a windy road. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't clear right away, mm-hmm. but it clears. Yeah. Right. But you're still gonna have curves, Your turns, struggles. inclines, mm-hmm. a rock mm-hmm. rolling across the road, right? Um, tree branch or something. Right. You're still gonna have obstacles. The elements in life. are gonna come against you still. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, I in, and at that time, I mean, I when my last few years in the army, I, you know, I was what was called a master resiliency trainer, basically mm-hmm. positive psychology, mm-hmm. coping skills, how to overcome. Mm-hmm your own negative, you know, your mm-hmm. human negativity bias. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I got out and I forgot all about it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, banging my head against a wall because I, I literally had, you know, this big old binder with all this course oh. material and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and as we were getting moving from, from, from Hawaii, I pitched all of it. I'm like, and now I preach this stuff because <laughs> that's what I do mm-hmm. to help myself. Right. And I, I really want to encourage others to, to you know, just, you know, I, I did an exercise last year, you know, posting about hunting the good stuff. Find something positive in your mm-hmm. life every day, something that you've done That's or something good. someone else has done mm-hmm. uh, for you that made mm-hmm. you feel good. It could be, you know, it could be as minuscule as, hey, I was, you know, I was playing Call of Duty and, you know, you know there's this, you know, 10 year old kid, it was, you know, just kept sniping me and I, you know, ended up, you know, running up behind the little booger flinger and, you know, <laughs> cutting him, right? And then, and so, so it made me feel like, hey, you know, 19 years of military training wasn't worth, mm-hmm. a, you know, it wasn't a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. end up knowing something about tactics. It could be something as trivial and as goofy as that right. to, hey, you know, we did a, a, an event and this guy that, you know, helped us out for a little bit said it really meant something you know, mm-hmm. that that type of positivity on that you know grander scale kind of give you one yeah. end of the spectrum to the other but i mean it's anywhere along the way and if as you get in the practice of doing that every day you you train your mind to look for the positive things that going Love on that. out there rather than just focusing on everything that's going wrong i mean mm-hmm. you know i don't know that everybody knows this but like so I think it was the week before the second vet fest. Mm-hmm. I got laid off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was you know, I've been primarily in project management since I've been mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I got laid off for my project management job, which was it was a good job, good money, mm-hmm. to not being able to have really truly gainful employment mm-hmm. for over a year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And 
that's when I really was using those, <laughs> those resiliency skills. I yeah. mean, because we were, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We were literally at the point to where we had, you know, we, we had just signed the pre-agreement mm -hmm. uh, with the realtor say, hey, yeah, come take pictures of the house. Mm -hmm. Like the like the week that they were going to um, uh, come take pictures of the house to, for it to go on the market, this uh, guy I used to work with um, when I first got out of the army, he messaged me. He's like, "Hey, I'm on this contract. You mind if I pass your resume along?" And I was like, "You know," said, "Yeah, please do." Yeah. Um, and you know, he passed the resume on, and the, the hiring direct, you know, uh, director ended up. He that guy called me. He left me a voicemail. He text messaged me. Wow. He sent me emails like, "Hey." <laughs> Give me a call back. I'm trying to offer you a job. <laughs> That's awesome. And I mean, we literally ne needed a Hail Mary to stay in our house. And there we was. got it. Right there. You know That's what I mean? So it's, but I mean, I could have eased. I mean, we had some help along the way, mm -hmm. make no mistake. Uh, but it could have, you know, that, you know, not being that breadwinner, mm -hmm. that's a huge, you know, mm -hmm dig to your to your e ego to your masculinity to whatever mm -hmm. and that again mm -hmm. if i wasn't in the practice of you know focusing on the positive and you know a wife that's supporting me uh, financially emotionally mm -hmm. um and everything like that a little boy that you know just run around mm -hmm. either, healthy. you know <laughs> just healthy and mm -hmm. you know either you know just brightening my day every mm -hmm. day you know and an organization that I love and everything mm -hmm. like that. You get to spend more time at. I, I, mean, <laughs> I got to spend more time at. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I wasn't, if I didn't focus on those positive things, I probably would have been back where I was where a few were. years ago. That's amazing. You know what I mean? So it's. It is a mindset, isn't it's, it? It's it's a mindset. I mean, and there's it takes time. It it's it's a perishable skill. Mm -hmm. um, you have to actually work it out. Yeah, you, you, you have to actually it. work and practice. Like mm -hmm. I said, I mean, when I first started doing the whole hunt the good stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, shot a little booger flinger on Call right, of Duty, right, right? right? You know, you know, to finding, hey, you know, I, you know, I got to, you know, go have lunch with the wife, and we, you know, we, you know, we had somebody, you know, playing music and blah 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 and whatever, mm -hmm. right? Beautiful. You know, that type of, you know, finding those types of joyous moments or beauty. That is so good. Yeah. And you know, it's funny you said that I was watching a teaching and it's so true. And I'm one of those, um, what do you call it? Master optimist encourager, <laughs> but it's true. It definitely takes work. But, um, uh, one of the things it talks about is that you can retrain, like you can choose. I mean, it takes work and you have to be very intentional with it, yeah. but to, to shut down those thoughts with a truth that's positive, like I'm having a bad day, but my children are healthy right now. Yeah. Or I'm having a really, you know, I'm up, my, my, my body's okay, I'm working, I can, I can go and do something, even if I'm not, you know, working, or if I don't have, you know, whichever, I can get up and move around and get yeah. something done, and, or I can focus on the nonprofit, I can use this time to build this up. Yeah. It's a wonder where it would be if you didn't have that time yeah. that you've had this year. You know, and so it de definitely takes work because the negative is definitely going to be louder mm -hmm. than the positive stuff because that's just how it's built up. Yeah. But if you just sometimes if you just wait a minute, you know, you just wait a minute, and then the positive stuff. And I was I was saying I've actually had a wilderness period that I've been in, um, and for me that's that's a lot because I'm such an optimist and so joyful. 
But I remember I would just have to like just start literally counting my blessings. Okay, I got up this morning. The children are healthy. My husband's okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just had to start just listing, just listing things, even if I didn't feel like it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> just doing it, you know. And one of the other lessons, and you might um, agree with this too, is I, I believe the heart and the feelings can be deceptive. I think a lot of times when we think, oh, we'll listen to our feelings, and, and a lot of the world teaches that. But a lot of times, it can be deceptive. And in my experience, whenever I'm like, you know what, it just needs to get in line. Like, I know that I need to be positive right now, even if I don't feel like it. Yeah. And so I will just just do it. Like, my mind, nope, we're going to do it. And heart and rest of you, get in line. Yeah. And, and it does. And then you start feeling better. The other thing that knocks me out of that mode is helping. Whenever I'm feeling downy dumps, if I just check on somebody, it's so funny how I will snap out of it so quickly if someone needs me or if, if I can go and volunteer my time somewhere or go listen to somebody who has something going on. That's such a quick way to snap me out of any of that, you yeah. know, and I think just what you have is community. Come volunteer somewhere. Yeah. Even if you don't feel like it, just go be somewhere. Yeah. And I, and I mean, it's, it's the thing. I mean, it's finding that belonging, finding that sense of purpose mm -hmm. that, I mean, like I said, it... It, it brought me back, right. you know, and, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm special and all that type of stuff, but I, I'm, I'm no. But you are special. I, I am. I, <laughs> That's I, the truth. Actually, actually, you're extraordinary. Yeah. You are. Every single person, you are extraordinary and you are teaching other people that they are also extraordinary. That's, that's <laughs> where I want to get it. I'm, I'm no more extraordinary than anybody else. Right. I, I you know, I just do what I do because. It, it helps me, mm -hmm. and in return, I'm hoping that I can help somebody else. But, I, I mean, and it's, you know, we talk about that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like, like Chato, they've, mm -hmm. they've helped me. They've helped, right. you know, a, a number of different folks that um, have that purpose and have that mission, and they're going out and they're helping a bunch of other people. And it's like, you know, like I said, I had two, two folks reach out to me today. I was like, you know, and again, I'm, I'm no one more extraordinary than anybody else but you kind of you have made a choice to be a lighthouse right and the thing and the cool thing is though is that you can encourage others to be a lighthouse and you can encourage others and then yeah. now you have and created a larger and it, it, my thing is if i were to have given given in in the past or mm -hmm. whenever i have moments because don't get me wrong i, I still got a temper Right, it's still a struggle, make, right? Make no mistake. I, I mean, oh, I had, I had a couple. I had a couple moments last week. I was just like, ah, oh. you know. But I'm, I'm not. Take that minute and be thankful. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, blast something that should have happened four years ago that didn't happen till now. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna blast anybody about it or anything like that. I'm, I'm just gonna focus on the good. Right. Hey, finally, That's so good. whatever. That's but. So good. You know, focus on the good, focus on the good. Mm -hmm. it, it's a practice. It's a struggle, mm -hmm. you know, and Lord knows, you know, <laughs> Saturday with that rain. Oh. <laughs> when it worked out. Oh. It was like the sun came out and it's glorious beauty before everything happened. You know, I, I, <laughs> I was driving to the, you know, I was loading out my truck in the, you know, early afternoon and it was pouring down rain. <laughs> and then as soon as I stop, I get done loading it up, it slows down. And then, but I get my truck, it starts coming back down heavy again. I'm going down Gaddis School Road. It's raining. I actually did a, you know, you know, I did a live feed draw. I was driving probably not the best thing to do. Stay, stay safe at home, kids. Um, 
but I'm doing that and I'm talking about, you know, using the analogy of, you know, like a wedding, you know, it raining on a wedding day, mm -hmm. right? You know, if it rains on your wedding day, it's a good omen because that'll be less tears you have during the duration of your marriage or whatever. So I was trying to equate that to, okay, it's going to rain the, the day of the event, but that's to save us from the tears of, mm -hmm. you know, a veteran suffering or something, right? right? And then as, then as I'm talking about all that, I hit like this you know, patch of like a foot and a half of water. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and, you know, people people who watched it, you know, and talking to me after the, at the event are like, yeah, we saw everything in the in the back seat of your truck just go <laughs> and, and I'm like okay I'm I'm gonna go now I'm gonna drive uh, but you know I'm, I'm going towards there and you know as soon as I crossed A.W. Grimes right I started seeing blue mm -hmm. I'm like huh huh and it was slowing down <laughs> and then by the time I got there sunshine Isn't and it was I mean, it, it was a phenomenal event. I mean, what a good analogy, right? Like, it's raining, but it's not going to be raining forever. The sun no, will it come can't out. rain all the time. It will. The sun will come out, and sometimes the rain can be good if you have perspective yep. about it. That is so true. So, how can people connect with you? So we're, I mean, we're on we're on Facebook. That's um, OP Veteran. Yeah, Facebook.com forward slash OP Veteran. We're not. We're on Instagram. Um, we're on the Twitter. I don't do the Twitter. Um, Kimmy does it, and I just, I'll, I have a Twitter account, and I'll just retweet. I don't, Rooster doesn't tweet. Um, but, um, but yeah, we're on, we're on Facebook. I mean, you can connect with me on my personal page, on my public profile page, which I don't do anything with, because I don't know why it's too much work. It is. Um, I agree. And then OP Veteran as well. So. And what are y'all's needs? Like, if someone's watching and they're feeling like, I want to do something. I need know? a grant, but uh, <laughs> no. You know I, anybody who, who can get them connected with a grant? Yeah, no, I, I mean, we're, <laughs> we, we just want to get people involved, right? I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming up. The volunteers. Uh, I mean, yeah, and, it, and it's, I mean, we're, we're working on developing a, an organized volunteer program, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yes, we, we need, you know, whenever we, we do events, yes, we need help mm -hmm. uh, with that type of thing, but. We don't do events, you know, big events every single month, right? right? right. Um, we want to, you know, go out and whether it be doing adopt a highway or mm -hmm. go clean, mm -hmm. you know, the veteran cemetery, whatever the, the activity mm -hmm. may be, or right. go help in another organization. Right. Um, you know, we we we're working on formalizing that volunteer program before we before we launch it, mm -hmm. um, but it's coming. Awesome. Um, but so they can kind of get on an email list. Probably. Yeah, I mean, you know, send us a, a contact form. We're building our, our distro list. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, just come out to the events, have a good time. Awesome. You know, meet your fellow veterans and and just you know realize that you're not alone, right? right? And right. you're not the only one that is is going through a struggle. I mean, I think okay. even even as you know. Puke, puke in your mouth, positive as I am, I still I have my struggles. Awesome. I think it's awesome. You know, I, I mean, but everybody has their struggles. Everybody yeah. has, you know, their 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 curves in the road mm -hmm. that, that they're driving mm -hmm. through, mm -hmm. and it's but it's it's important to realize I'm not the only one going through it. That's right. There is help out there, that's right. and that's what we really try to foster. Try I to foster. That. So, guys. For those of you who are listening, watching, we are so glad that you're here. I am so glad that you're here. Thank Danny, you. I'm going to have to high-five you on the positive. Oh, we're going to... All right, yeah. Boom. 
<laughs> uh, for coming. And, you know, if you don't get anything out of it from right now, rewind it and listen to it again, because you can always do that. But one, reach out. Just always. Just reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out. And two, if somebody comes to your mind, if somebody comes to your mind, call them. Even if it doesn't make any sense, text them. Even if you think you're bothering them, better safe than sorry. You just never know what someone's going through. And I do believe that we, we have definitely um, a connection with each other to, to be in community and to check on one another so that when things are rough, it feels so much better when you're not by yourself, right? Yep. It feels so much better whenever, when you think about like, yeah, the road's tough, but hey, there's somebody right there running this race with me. Yeah. I am not alone. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. Absolutely. I'm so glad and we feel so blessed just hearing your story and you being just so raw and real and out there with that. And and I just know that this is going to encourage someone who hears this out, hears this now or whenever. God's timing is perfect. And isn't it interesting? We have actually been trying to get together for like a month and yeah. I wasn't even worried because perfect timing, right? Yeah. This is perfect, perfect timing. And I'm I'm so glad and you're feeling great, right? I am. I'm feeling great. And um, as we close, we're so glad you joined us. And thanks for opting out with us. And guess what, Denny? You're extraordinary. Uh. Yes. And you guys <laughs> listening and watching are extraordinary. And thanks, Facebook, for coming. This is our first live. If you guys like it, let us know. We'd love to do more of this um, as we kind of do our podcast slash video recording as well. So have a beautiful evening, everyone. Love you guys.